0: Welcome to another edition of Lit Chat. I'm Bonnie and I'm PJ, and today we are discussing our group read for February, which is The Familiars by Stacey Halls.
1: Yes. Um, do you want to start or did you like it?
0: I wasn't particularly enamored with it. I mean, it was okay. It was more of a history lesson to me. Okay. than yes. a good fiction book we always discuss that we like strong women in Mm -hmm. stories and i didn't particularly find fleetwood that strong of a character she did things she had to do but only because she had to do them i i got the feeling had she had a normal pregnancy this book would never have been written
1: Well, okay, so I feel a little conflicted because I know where you're coming from with this. I don't think that she was a strong female character, but also given the time, this is 16, it takes place 1612 in Pendle Hill, England. Given the time, there weren't really going to ever be that many women who were strong, independent women because of the time. These were women that you know, we're taught to depend on their husbands and you do what your husband asks you to do. I mean, she was a loose cannon. She was going out
0: on her own all over the place, on her horse with her dog.
1: I think because of the circumstance. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like I said, if, if she was having a normal pregnancy and she had not found the letter, I don't think she would have been doing half the stuff that she did so
1: we should probably back up a little and just give a little hint of the plot so this book does take place in 1612 it's in pendle hill england and the premises of the book is the main character is fleetwood shuttleworth she is married to a man of nobility yes richard she is finds herself being pregnant her past pregnancies have not been successful. And of course, this is in a time where giving an heir to your husband is everything. Right. It is your worth as a woman, unfortunately.
0: Well, and she finds this letter among the correspondents, or I'm not sure, maybe the steward gave it to her. I don't remember for sure how she acquired the letter. No, she found the letter because this was supposed to be kept a secret from her. Right. But the letter, it doesn't name names. It just simply says, if she gets pregnant again, she'll die. You can expect that she won't live through her next pregnancy. And it refers to his wife, Richard's wife, would not survive her pregnancy. Well, Fleetwood is Richard's wife, and she takes this letter to heart, and she is trying to figure out how she's going to confront Richard through the whole book, personally. This letter keeps popping up in her mind. I don't think
1: it's so much that she wants to confront Richard as much as she just wants... Like, to me, the confrontation is a secondary to her making sure that this baby is healthy and that she is healthy. And because of that, she ends up meeting a woman who ends up being her midwife. And this woman is Alice Grey. Um, but I don't think that her confronting Richard is really I think it's in the back of her mind. I think really, her importance, the importance and focus is to make sure that she is able to have a living baby and also be Survive. healthy herself. Yes, yes. Um, so, but yes, that's pretty much the premise. But as this is going on, One of Richard's friends, and actually he's a family friend, Roger, who's the Justice of the Peace, he's trying to get recognized by the king, and in doing so, he's trying to um, find witches that are among... Because the king
0: hates witches.
1: Yes. So we must find as many witches as we possibly can. So Roger is on a campaign to find witches in the hope that he will... um, Get the king's attention and maybe he himself will be put in a higher position than what he already is. Because right now he's the justice of the peace for the area. Right. But, you know, maybe if the king finds out, he'll make him into a something with his court or something. I mean, I don't know what Roger is thinking.
0: But you also have to remember, just from history, that people used witches as scapegoats. You know, if you didn't like your neighbor, you could accuse them of witchcraft. If you didn't like something this person did, you could accuse them of witchcraft. And once they're accused of witchcraft, that's the end, pretty much.
1: Well, and also, it doesn't have to be something so malicious. It could be the fact that you're being tortured, and you just want to stop being tortured, so you give names, because that's what's going to appease them. So it... I mean, in some aspects,
0: but that it's doesn't not save a malicious, you.
1: No, but most of the time, even when you name names, it didn't save that person. No, but when you're under stress and some of the torture that they went through, you'll do anything to stop being tortured, and if that means giving them names, because they're not going to stop from torturing you unless they get what they want, right? Which is names. So, I mean, these people were put in really horrific situations where it was pretty much, okay, you either accuse innocent people of becoming witches and we'll stop torturing you, or we'll just continue to torture you in the most horrific ways possible. Until you die, and then we'll use somebody else. So there really, you know, it was a catch-22. There's really no winning in situations like this. And of course, as you mentioned, Bonnie, there are some times where, yes, there was some malicious people who didn't like a neighbor. And so it was, oh, that neighbor's a witch. I mean, let me tell you. Back in that time,
0: there were certain women who were considered healers. But now we're going into an era in history where if you were considered a healer, how did you heal? And now you're a witch. You know, you're not just a healer. Midwives, a lot of midwives were accused of being witches If they used certain herbs or something, you know. You also have to take into
1: consideration the lifestyles, right? Back then, if you weren't married, you were either a nun or you worked in a monastery, but you didn't have the choice of just being a single woman. Because if you were a single woman, not married, something's wrong with you, right? You're up to nefarious things and you must be a witch. So even the lifestyle was...
0: There were women, though, that had been married and their husbands died. And most of those were okay, but a lot of times you had to rely on family members still because you weren't allowed to own property. I mean, you this, weren't allowed to do a lot of things.
1: This book, in terms of what is considered a witch, there's a lot of aspects that will make a person a witch because, okay, you could be a woman that was married and then your husband died. But if you're of nobility, chances of you being a witch are not high. But if you're a lonely, poor person, if you're a person that maybe doesn't look pretty, or, you know, has even a weird birthmark, right, right, can land you into you're a witch now. Um, So there's just all these aspects, you know, if you're poor and you're single and you're a woman and you have, you're living with pets, all of that's going to play into you being a witch. Right. And if you're in the outskirts of society, and if you're not in the cast of nobility, or well-known... Or a merchant. Yeah. You know,
0: there were a lot of men in this book that were trying to take revenge on people by calling them witches.
1: Either revenge or they're just trying to further themselves. Yes. Well, we know that's what Roger was trying to do.
0: But there was a couple of other of their acquaintances that, as it turns out, these men were having affairs and they didn't want their wives to find out. And so they were accusing their mistresses when they wanted out of the relationship of being witches or something. You know, it was just ridiculous.
1: And so since we're touching on this. So yes, this happens during the famous Pendle Hill witch trials, which is an actual thing that happened in history. And what I like about the book is that a lot of these characters are people who were actually part of the actual witch trials. There's a lot of historical details in this book, although of course there's also a couple of them that get lost through history. So this is where the author makes the decision of adding what she thinks. Because for Alice Gray, who turns out to be the midwife, she doesn't get accused of witchcraft. And there was an Alice Gray that was actually accused of witchcraft during the Pendle Hill witchcraft trials. However, not a lot is known of Alice Gray, the real person. And so this is where the author, to me, does a great job of putting a story behind this historical figure that we would don't know anything no. about. If I'm not mistaken, there was a Roger, the justice of the peace, was real. Yeah.
0: The judges that she named were probably real judges. at the time.
1: The people that get accused of witchcraft are real. So, okay. You've got Shelworth and her pregnancy and the witch trials are happening and the witch trials Actually end up happening because you have a situation where a man named John Law gets attacked, and he gets attacked in a very brutal way by a woman named Alice Devis. She gets an altercation with John Law. He ends up getting hurt, and they're convinced that Alison Devis is able to hurt him because she is a witch. Alison Devis then involves her family because her mother, Elizabeth Davis, is also another person that gets accused of being a witch. So this family gets accused of being witches because of this altercation with John Law. Through the midst of all of this, there is a connection with Alice Gray, the midwife, but we will not tell you what that connection is because They do end up connecting Alice Gray with this family. And therefore, of course, Alice Gray also gets labeled a witch. I don't think I'm
0: giving too much away by saying that how Roger managed to get a bunch of names was that this family had a young child, a daughter of one of the ladies. Jeanette. Jeanette and he takes her into his home and starts taking care of her in exchange for her giving up all of her family secrets and names and names of other people that they know. And this is how he gets his list of witches for the Pendle Hill witch trials.
1: On top of torture.
0: On top of torture of the other people. But this girl is like giving him all
1: these names. Jeanette is an interesting character to me because she actually is also a historical figure. And my struggle with her was, like, was she malicious or was she just a child who didn't know better? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is she a, the malicious type of person that's like, oh, you know what? I'm living in a house that's nicer with a family that's wealthier. So you know what? As long as I get to live in this place, I will throw my family under the like, bus. Or is she the child that like she does not understand what's going on? And so it's very easy for Roger to be like, okay, look, this is what I need you to like. I think in there was cases for both.
0: She was very enthralled with yes. her living arrangements. But she was also very devious because there was an incident that happened with Fleetwood. Yes. When she came to visit and we see a completely different side of this child. And you have to wonder how much she's playing the ends against the middle. And uh, I got the feeling that it was more of just being a very malicious child.
1: see, and I don't know because...
0: Taking advantage of the situation. I,
1: I wonder if it was initially she was an innocent child. And then the more she lived with Roger, the more the maliciousness came out.
0: I have to wonder if there wasn't a bit of abuse going on there. I was just wondering if Roger was doing anything. It's just a thought that I had in reading that he's got this young child in his house. His wife is not particularly enamored of having this young child in their house. I often got the feeling that maybe Roger was doing a little more than he should have been doing.
1: I didn't get that feeling. The only feeling that I got out of Roger was that he was manipulating the situation, manipulating the girl to say more. Cause as a child, I would say some things that sounded horrible. Okay. Case in point. When I was little, I went to the pyramids in Mexico, and I got to see the sarcophagus of a famous king from Palenque, right? Then when I came back to school, they asked us, what did you do during the summer, right? And we all had to stand up and tell them what we did. As a kid, I said, I saw a dead man. (laughs) I did not phrase it how I should have. I saw the sarcophagus of... A famous king from Palenque no I just said I saw a dead man and so my teacher was very worried and started asking some more questions as she's asking more questions I'm like well I didn't really see a dead man I saw where this famous king from like Palenque was buried and so I guess I just saw like the headstone which changed the whole thing right right because all of a sudden it's quite different to be like, I saw the tomb of someone as when opposed I saw to the body of someone. Exactly. Yes. And so I feel like sometimes maybe this is like the situation where, with Jeanette, where she was mistaking some of the stuff that the, like she wasn't speaking correctly about what her family was doing. I think that it went from, Oh, okay. Like she's not, we can manipulate her into now having her say, all these other things about her her family to make them look like witches because she's just so easy to manipulate. Right, and I mean she was because she's coming from a very poor family to this really nice house. You can tell that she's enamored with wealth because she ends up asking Fleetwood if she could live at Fleetwood's house because her house is nicer than Rogers'. So right, yeah, you can. Jeanette to me was the most thought-provoking of the characters for me because I wanted to know did she start off being just this innocent child that didn't say things correctly and was manipulated into having her say things that weren't true or was she this innocent child and then turns into like a malicious person because she likes where she's at in life and so she doesn't want to give it away so she's she'll tell you anything that you want basically.
0: The story to me was, like I said, more historical. I guess I didn't like the way the story progressed. I don't know. I mean, it was okay in the end, but I thought the description of the dungeon was absolutely horrible. The fact that Roger was, I want to say, stupid enough to threaten Fleetwood in front of her husband that if she didn't stay out of things, he was going to throw her in the dungeon with the witches, you know. And her husband was like, whoa, you just, you overstepped there, Roger. Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, okay, is Richard going to finally be a supportive character here? I was not thrilled with Richard's character. I thought Richard was very shallow. He was a rich guy who... I think I um, was doing what all rich guys did in that time.
1: Well, and period, I think that's, I think I that's just, the thing. I think that you don't like the characters because of the setting, because the characters to me are very much, those would be the characteristics of people living back in that time. You would have a woman whose whole purpose in life is to just give her husband an heir and then be meek and do and serve her husband however. You would have a husband who I don't even know that people actually married for love back then. You had most people getting most married were because arranged for monetary. Monetary to raise their nobility because, you know, you have a dowry that's
0: can benefit Land. me.
1: Yeah, so to Uh, me, it's like, these characters, they're not very nice. They're not, but they seem to fit well with the times. And I guess that's why, did I like any of the characters? No, not really. But it seems to fit with the times. Okay. I'll give you that one. I just really was not that enamored with the book. (laughs) I, I think also what helped me was prior to reading this book, I was listening to a podcast called Criminalia. One whole season is devoted to like a crime. So they had a whole season where they devoted it on witches. And so they actually ended up, as I was reading this book, I was like, "Oh, this all sounds very familiar. This sounds like something that I've already kind of heard about. Well, come to find out, I had heard about it. I had heard about it through this podcast. It was interesting because I think we had mentioned that witches are something that's very interesting to me. Oh, there was a time
0: when I wanted to be a witch. (laughs) I'll admit it. I thought being a witch would be the best thing in the world. But I wanted to be a good witch, not a bad witch. You know, it's that whole Wizard of Oz thing.
1: Yes. Wasn't it Samantha on Bewitched? Yeah, there was Samantha (laughs) on Bewitched. There was Glenda the Good Witch. I just think witches in general that's a very interesting topic for me as a it's very interesting because it's it's just horrible it's horrible that any little thing could make you into a witch well, and like, the chances of you getting off or being sorry. innocent like if you get called a witch
0: well fleetwood kind of brought that up when roger was like telling her to mind her own business and he was saying something about the familiars You know, the fact that if they had an animal that they went around with all the time. And Fleetwood said, well, I go around with my dog all the time. Does that make me a witch? Yeah. And Roger, that's when Roger said, well, don't push it or I can have you thrown in the dungeon too. And that's where Richard finally stands up and says, I think that's quite enough. You know, but.
1: Just the thought logic. I've always jerked around, I have a birthmark, and I just think, oh my, if I were living back then, this birthmark could label me as a witch. I think once you're accused of being a witch... There's no way out of not being... Well... I mean, it's rare. There are a few cases, yes.
0: But you have to have some, some
1: very, very good reasons why you aren't a witch. And then just how quickly things escalate because you got one person accused of witchcraft and then you got 20 and then you got 40 but it's because all these people are being tortured and all these people are just trying to save themselves or and you save got their this family. one guy that is into power and everything and he just feels this is his way up i mean really it's about you know going, like, if you're an outcast, then there's something wrong with you. And I feel like this is still kind of society today. If you're not part of the bigger whole of society, if you're an outcast, then there's something wrong with you. There's something weird with you. I mean, you know, even in my culture, you know, not being married at my age, there's something weird with me. <laughs> so, I mean, I just, you know, I've always found the topic of witches to be very interesting because of how easy people will turn on each other. They'll turn on each other because of, to be fair, because of the torture. I, I can't imagine some of the stuff that, like, went on there. Well, there were a
0: few that were put to death. A few women who weren't put to death, but they were, like, put in the town square in stocks with a sign that said... But
1: even, like, even the tests They were accused. When we were uh, reading, when we read The Witch of Blackbird Pond... Yeah. We heard one of the tests was, like, if you sink, yeah, <laughs> you're not a witch, but if you float, you're a witch. And it's like, so you have to die to prove that you're not a witch. Right. What good does that do for you? <laughs> they were ridiculous tests. I did think it was an interesting story and I did like it, although I will say there was some parts of it where it's like there was one conversation with like Fleetwood and I think maybe her midwife and they're going back and forward about doing something. And I'm like, okay, we don't need two pages of this. Like just. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's enough. Next month will be Reader's Choice. You guys get to decide what you want to read and hopefully it's some good stuff. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's PJ. This is Bonnie. Bye, guys.